Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Padded cells of Smith's Grove Sanitarium to the leafy streets of Haddonfield, Illinois. We are Halloweenies. Come on, let's go. Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, and suspects. Welcome back to another episode of Halloweenies. I'm your host, Michael Myers Rothman. And if you couldn't tell by my nickname, we are back in Haddonfield, Illinois, baby, for a quick detour as we discuss the new feature-length trailer for Halloween Ends. Uh, If you didn't know, uh, last night, Blumhouse and Universal dropped the one-minute teaser trailer in addition to a very rewarding synopsis, and we're going to carve through it like Mike in uh, Halloween's five credits. But uh, before we get our fingers messy, please allow me to introduce my fellow Halloweenies. Uh, sinking his fangs into a big bowl of candy. He can howl at the moon, but can he howl for Haddonfield? Mac, please introduce us and tell us if you're ready to, quote-unquote, go back. This is Wolfman Mac. The only the only Don Post mask not, not featured in the Halloween fresh. Yeah. This is a Wolfman mask. Where's the Wolfman There's mask? No Wolfman. We, got the, we got the skeleton, the pumpkin, the witch. How about a little wolf? Is there uh, is there a is there a Jack in any of the Halloween movies? So we could maybe he could be could be the the proverbial wolf man. I'm trying to think if there's any Jack characters. I don't think there are. Oh God! You know I have no. I I can't honestly. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Of my head. I really cannot think of a Jack that exists. I know. I can't either. In the maybe Halloween the dentist. Universe. No, he's. I don't think he has a name. Jack. <laughs> His Tramer. name is Jack Dentist. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I'm ready to return. I'm ready oh. for the end. And <laughs> let me tell you, when I watch this trailer, it seems like Lori might be ready for the end, too. I think we're all already, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you think Allison's ready for the end? Seems like she's kind of ready, you know? She's like, she looks ready for something. I mean, something's either following her car or she just she just witnessed something and just stepped out of her car. Yeah. Uh, these, to, are, these are just a little, little snippets of what you're going to get from this episode. You from, are. As we dissect yeah. the trailer. Wouldn't you know it, the Halloweenies are going to manage to glean at least 20 or 30 minutes worth of content out of a one-minute trailer. Um, but uh, yeah, you are right, Mac. Uh, to quote Thunderclap Newman, something is in the air in Haddonfield, and uh, we're going to find out on uh, October 14th. But before we do, let's just introduce our last Halloweenie here. Uh, you know him as the playboy of the Halloweenies, the bad boy of Blue Island, the rock and roll in the Rock Island Public House. Mike, say hello and tell us if you've got Haddonfield fever. <laughs> You know, I was feeling a little bit ill. I thought it might have been COVID. Yeah. I thought it may have been chlamydia because of the burning sensation. But it turns out I do, in fact, have Haddonfield fever. Also, nice Thunderclap Newman reference. You know, I had to bring him in. I actually really, I, I love that version the most, I think. I know, I know Tom Petty. I think Tom Petty does a cover of that also. But I think, I just, I think I love that version the best. But, um, and they use it I mean, in Kingpin, which is a good movie. So. Let me t- tell you the way, you know, to kind of just echo Matt's 
sediments. I cannot wait for this to be over. Mm. I really, <laughs> truly can't. I thought about coming up with a bit for this episode where I'm just really excited for Halloween ends, but as I watched this one-minute trailer and I saw footage from Halloween 2018, I got pissed off all over again. Yeah. And I gave Halloween 2018 a mediocre to pretty okay review. Yeah, it, it, this is kind of starting to feel like the Terminator franchise to me, you know, where it's like, well, well I mean, it was already, but this, this, uh, this trilogy of movies especially, I'm getting like Terminator Genesis vibes where I'm like, all right, you we've know, been here and we've done this too many times. This battle has happened way too many fucking times <laughs> Mike, now. Terminator Genesis is one of a handful of movies that I can tell you I almost walked out of. Oh, ba- it's bad. It's bad. And because, you know, our, our you, you, you like to use that, uh, that gif of Jerry. Yep. You know, throwing his arms up and leaving the theater. Yeah. I, I, I almost <laughs> did that during Terminator Genesis and uh, Book of Shadows, uh, Blair Witch 2. Yeah. Those oh. are two that come to mind is like almost, almost walking out of the theater. Well, Book well, of Shadows was kind of the first. I, I was almost amazed at such, how such a departure it was from the original that I, 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 I couldn't leave. I was like, I was glued to the screen. <laughs> I've told you my Book of Shadows experience, right? Like the, the Luden's cough drops once. The, the, I never said yes. that. All right. So, you know, yeah. Well, I, no, go ahead and tell <laughs> us. But I just like that it's telling. That we've already we're starting to talk about Book of Shadows. I know I over know. over getting to the trailer. <laughs> well, I think and, and yeah, it is emblematic of I think our feelings overall is that you know even reading about the movie, knowing it's coming out, and even dialing all the way back to when it was first announced that we're going to get two more movies. I guess I just never really had any faith that there was going to be some sort of singularity to these. That it was really just going to boil down to another battle between Laurie and Michael and and I, and it's and it's so repetitious for me because even during Halloween 20 uh or Halloween H2O sorry we get them all mixed up at this point but um which and, final which final Halloween are you <laughs> I think that was the fourth one at this point if you're not I mean if you're counting the first one as a final then the second one is a final and then I guess the I guess Seven. technically it would be the four yes six or seven, whatever the 1998 version, I remember even as a kid being like, there's too much fighting in this. You know, I kind of like Michael in the shadows. I don't really need them to fight. And now we have four fucking movies after this one where it's really just two of them just absolutely duking it out. And I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm a simple man. I, I like simple things. I like, you know, like lollipop. Butter my ass. Lollipops in my mouth. But I, I guess I just kind of like Michael Myers being scary in the shadows. So I, for me, it's just... Oh great! More rigmarole in the kitchen and yada yada yada. But well, I think one of the scary, one of the least scary things, excuse me, is whenever you see Michael like fumbling around or not executing what he's trying to do correctly. Yeah. So watching him fight someone, it doesn't it doesn't feel very menacing or scary. It just feels like. Why, if you can't take out Laurie Strode, what, three times now? I know. How are you able to overpower all these other people and all these policemen and all these... You know, it's it, plot it's just, armor. I mean, I, mean like, I, spe- I guess it speaks leagues to, you know, Laurie's preparedness, you know, in Halloween and Halloween Kills. But, yeah, it is kind of... It, it's not, you know, it's the... um. What, what was it? There's a, there's a Halloween where he, like, it's like... 
or he trips or something or he gets oh no i'm thinking of friday the 13th you know when, <laughs> yeah, friday the 13th right. too yeah, yeah. Friday the 13th too when jason's on the chair and it falls apart when he has the when he has mm-hmm. the pitchfork and he's standing on the chair and the chair like breaks and he falls over i feel like i don't like seeing that like it makes sense in that moment but i don't like seeing like these well, villains i'm supposed okay. to be scared of just like totally messing up these kills and now <laughs> now no, come on now let me let's talk about this <laughs> i want to break script for a minute and i talk i want to talk about one of the positive things in this one minute trailer well let, we're going to go through a whole breakdown i don't know if you okay. want to if you right. have a specific, okay. I, yeah. oh, I, oh, I can hold off my thoughts okay okay just because i don't want to spoil too much on here i just wanted to i want to you know test the waters a little bit on where we're at and i think our listeners know that um, let's just say we're, we're uh, wow, shocker. We're not overwhelmingly supportive of what's going on on uh, the Blumhouse's next Halloween entry. Um, all right, so we got, as I mentioned earlier, we, 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 did, we got a short teaser, which we're going to break down uh, scene by scene. But we also got a lengthier synopsis. Uh, so I think we should start there. Uh, Mac, do you have the, the whole synopsis at, at hand to read? Or does anyone um, have? Let me grab it real quick. I do. Uh, oh, you do? Effect. Okay, oh, you go, got go, it? Okay, go for yeah, it, go Vanderbilt. For read read so the whole thing. Here is the official synopsis of Halloween Ends uh, from uh, our, you know, our friends, our, our, well, how would, uh, how would you say bloody disgusting? How are they related? Our home. They are, it's our like, home. it's, it's the, uh, it's the Haddonfield to our Myers. Um. So <laughs> after 45 years, the most acclaimed, revered horror franchise in film history reaches its epic, terrifying conclusion as Laurie Strode faces off for the last time against the embodiment of evil, Halloween, in a final confrontation unlike any captured on screen before. Only one of them will survive. Oh, God. All right. Icon. Keep going. <laughs> should, we, should, we, should I keep going? Keep yeah, going. Do, yeah. Oh, Comment. keep going, Qu- baby. Questions? Comments? Concerns? No, we'll, we got, I'm, saving the, I'm reserving all the questions for right after the synopsis. Go for it. Icon. Jamie Lee Curtis returns for the emphasis on last time. Got the Rolling Stones time, over right, here. I, I got a question. I got a question. How many times has Laurie Strode returned in the Halloween franchise? Well, there's H two O for sure. That's a return. Although I guess you can count Halloween two as two, a return. Also, two counts right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's one, one, two, one, two, three, four. Right? Because she comes back and kills. This is fifth. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, so this is. The fifth time, fifth. fifth time she comes back to fight Halloween. Do we count right. her portrait in Halloween Four? I, I, I'm gonna. I don't think we can count that. <laughs> okay. Good call. Okay. Nice, right. uh, nice take there. But uh, icon Jamie Curtis returns for the last time as Laurie Strode, horror's first final girl, uh, and the role that launched Curtis's career. Curtis has portrayed Laurie for more than four decades in what five films? Yeah. Is that what we established? Now one of the longest actor-character pairings in cinema history. What? Okay. She beats out all the James Bonds, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Well, this when, will be uh, the sixth film. Is it the sixth? Yeah, I guess right? it would ha- be. Halloween 1, 2, two. Okay, six, five, and six, three. six films, but she returns five times. Yes. yes. Put it in the notes. Put it all in right. the notes. When the franchise relaunched in 2018... Halloween shattered box office records, becoming the franchise's highest-grossing chapter and set a new record for the biggest opening weekend for a horror film starring a woman. You know, this is one of my favorite things that they do in press releases and stuff, <laughs> when they have to qualify. It is the highest-grossing film ever in an August 
where there yeah. was a full moon. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always enjoy that. Well, there, it reminds me of that extras bit in uh, with Ben Stiller when he's like, oh, Long Came Polly, uh, highest grossing uh, blockbuster over Martin Luther King Week in January. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like, all right. Uh, it's like, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. All right, keep going. This is yeah. where Before we actually you, get to the plot. This is uh, where we get to it. Yeah. Two fucking paragraphs later. <laughs> Four years after the events of last year's Halloween Kills. You guys remember that one? Yeah. Well, the, I, we, hey, yeah. I, I want to put a tweet. Who remembers Halloween Kills? Yeah. Uh, I'm raising Lori, my hand. On Peacock. Lori, Lori is living with her granddaughter, Allison, Andy Matichek, and is finishing writing her memoir. Halloween hasn't been seen since. Lori, after allowing the specter of Halloween to determine and to drive her reality for decades, has decided to liberate herself from fear and rage and embrace life, which you can tell in the trailer because her hair is straightened and not frizzy. Mm. But when That's a young true. man... That's actually a good point. Presentable? <laughs> oh my God. It's cleaned up nice. I never even thought uh, about that. But when yeah. a young man, Corey Cunningham, uh, the first of many Easter eggs that I would like to list off in this trailer when we get to it, is accused, uh, Rowan Campbell, is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting. It ignites a cascade of violence and terror that will face Lori to finally confront the evil she can't control once and for all. All right, so the first question I have is, isn't it weird that, like, the first two graphs are just them standing on ceremony? I mean, it just kind of speaks to, hey, look how great this franchise was as opposed to is. <laughs> <laughs> in well, a like, weird way. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that point, but I don't think it's weird because they know that they have nothing else. And that's what this whole reboot has been about, was yeah. been about how great, and makes you realize how great that original film is. And it's, a, it's, a, it's something I always keep coming back to say that it's almost impressive over the course of uh, eight, no, seven sequels plus these three new reboot sequels, seven, eight, nine, nine films, how they, it's impressive how the studios or, uh, you, know, the, you know, whoever you want to blame on this, <laughs> mucked up the most simple, oh, scariest the concept. simplest it's fucking though. impressive. It's impressive. It is in a way. Um, I think at this point for me, it's just infuriating because it's like, how can no one get it right? Like just, it's so fucking simple. It's literally a campfire tale. I, anyway, I digress. But yeah, I, I just think it's, I mean, I get it that it's the last one. They kind of have to lean on the Curtis thing. Which is a lie, though. That you know oh, a lot of it's lie. bullshit. Well, it's it, a lie. It, it, I never take any of that to heart. I mean, it's, you know, it's the final Friday, right? You know, it's like the, you've got, <laughs> they're hey, saying this now, but there's going to be the last time with Halloween Jamie. movie. I mean, it's the, last time, it's the last time with Jamie, though, at least. I, I mean, I don't, I don't. I, don't, okay, I, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like. And, and, and that's fine. And you know what? Kudos to Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's cool that she's doing all these things. For, you know, after all these years, it's what made her, she, you know, she could have easily just been like, nah. But, and that's fine. You know, whatever. Like, there's, there's, there's a ceremony there. Okay, you can stand on that. Um, is the movie good? You know? <laughs> and I just don't think it's going to live up to the first two paragraphs well let's <laughs> let, the synopsis. let's talk about that last paragraph then because i think the big thing is uh mr cunningham which is uh we know CC. a few things we'll say this right now we had a lot of insiders come in and tell us some stuff about some of the the screenings that that happened um the pre-screenings and all we're not going to share any of them here 
Um, Will they somehow inform some of our insights in this? Hey, look, we can't dismiss that. It happened with Halloween Kills, and it's probably going to happen with Halloween Ends. I will say there are reports of reshoots and whatnot and what have you. So we can't really sit here and say that any of it is going to factor into this movie because we don't know. Things could change. You know, anything flips on the dime. I mean, as we saw with Halloween Kills, things certainly changed at the ending there from what we heard in in those initial reports. But how that original ending is so good. Exactly. And so what do we think about Mr. Cunningham? The like audiences went to that and said, uh, could we have a, 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 a more, can we have a bad ending? Can we have a much yeah. worse ending than this one? Can we, can we not do this and do something else? Could, could we have an ending that matches how bad the rest of <laughs> okay. the movie is? Yeah. Please and thank you. My, my initial thoughts on the Corey Cunningham character that we don't see in the trailer, I don't believe. We don't know maybe, yet. Maybe yeah. we're seeing him. I don't know. I think, I like, I do, all right. If you're going to have it be four years later, no sign of Michael again. I don't know why, but there's been no sign of Michael for four years, arbitrary. And then you have this character in the same fashion, kill a babysitter. And I, I like the idea of that happening and triggering Lori again. But how else that's going to unfold or be used, it, that's where I'm a little bit like, I don't like that at all. And, uh, you know, without giving away anything that we may or may not have heard. So, I mean, I like it as a trigger, a trigger event, but um, only, you know, I think that would work really well if they, they decided like, okay, you know what? They, the big reveal, let's say the big reveal was like, Michael's dead. He's been dead for three, four years. Like he did die that night somewhere later on. Like they, he was beaten to death practically and did end up dying in a ditch somewhere. And if her PTSD did, did get the better of her, they're not going to do that because they don't want that message. <laughs> you know, that like you can't overcome PTSD, that you can't overcome these things. That's not going to be the message they're trying to sell. But I think that that would be a really, really kind of like heart-wrenching to see like her like realize at the end that okay michael is dead it is it is someone else or something or or it was just this one thing that triggered her again and but um like if it opened with like i don't know like some haddonfield workers they're working outside of town and they like stumble upon his body or something like that i mean (laughs) you know it's that i think think it ends i think it ends i think it would the i think the big reveal would be like no michael is dead yeah that like he has been dead like that would have been cool if they had done that. But just because it's like after watching two and he does become like the supernatural being that they said that they were trying to steer away from to then go back and say, okay, well, no, he did end up dying that night. It, he was just stabbed and beaten to death. And that that's why he's been gone for four years, arbitrarily four years, because they just couldn't find the body. Well, it does seem like <laughs> they are kind of setting that up because I mean, Corey Cunningham, alliteration, you know, Michael Myers, there's a, there, there's that sort of, you know, villain slash comic booky, mm-hmm. you know, alliteration that they have with the two there. Obviously, Cunningham. You know, it's, also, it's also worth noting that as a reference to uh, Happy Days. Yes, Richie Cunningham. Cunningham character. Yeah, which is uh, takes place in uh, another Midwestern town called uh, Milwaukee. So, or That's outside true. of Milwaukee. That's true. Mm. Um, you know, what? let me think. So, hadn't, so there's got to be a link here that we can make here, I guess. So, Fonzie is henry winkler 
My original well, email was Fonzie at AOL.com, which I used to create the Haddonfield, Illinois website. Oh, my God. Oh it's my all God, connected. There is a link. Well, you, did, you probably didn't know this that in – so are you familiar with the character of Chip Cunningham? Uh, I'm not. The older brother? Oh, yes. The one who the vanishes. Yes, the older brother. Yeah, which is kind of creepy, actually. It just kind of just disappears. Uh, not creepy at all. Killed by Halloween. Oh, that's, that, maybe that's it. Then, or maybe he is always been Corey. Cunningham instead, or he had a son, you know, that he had a son in Korea or something like that, or maybe he went to Korea for uh, who knows. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. What do we think is the most interesting facet of the synopsis? It's probably it's the the Corey Cunningham reveal, right? I mean, that's got to be the fact that we're kind of pivoting over to something like there. Like the fact that they're introducing this in the third chapter. I don't know. It's a pretty big, pretty big reveal. Well, like, well, I, like, I would argue. I mean, usually third what, chapters are a symmetry here. You know, you kind of wrap things up from the first one, um, as we saw in Rise of Skywalker. I was about to say, this feels, like, this feels like some Star Wars shit where they're like, all right, uh, we should have set this up maybe two years, two films prior, because yeah. we had the time to set this up as a trilogy. But we didn't. But, ah, fuck it. Throw it in there anyway. These well, here, people, this we, is what we happened. Keep this shit we keep this is what happened. The first one, they said, we're going to go back to back to bare bones. He's just a man, you know, coming back. And then it didn't work. So then they retroactively said, OK, we're going to go this route with it and make him more more than a man like he's evil incarnate. And now that didn't work either. <laughs> so now they're like, <laughs> OK, essentially, I feel like if there's another person that they're introducing that is killing, killed their babysitter and is supposed to be quote unquote in any way, shape or form like Mike Myers. I feel like they're kind of, it does feel like they're kind of aping the the curse of thorn route, which is like, again, we have, we have just somehow by ignoring all the sequels, we have taken all the worst yes. ideas from the sequels oh, yeah. and worked them into this franchise in a not super fresh way, but not in a way that's being executed well. Well, that in that sense, going back to the point about the trilogy ending things over, it's doing a great job in tying the bow, <laughs> making sure that we wrap <laughs> up all of these sequel echoes into one thing. Um, all, all I hope is that in the final moments of Halloween ends, Uh-oh. Laurie Strode looks to like, maybe like it's a crew of coppers who come in and see that she just killed Halloween. And, you know, and she, they're like, oh my God, what happened? And she just looks at the screen. She kind of like nods her head and says, Halloween ends. And oh then the God. rap right. song, the, the, <laughs> the rap, rap song. Deepest, bluest. As, as the camera kind of pans above the, the, the street, and she kind of walks away, you know, looking tough, looking badass, yeah, if you will. I just hope. I'm waiting for the line where when she picks up the knife and stabs him in the hand in the trailer that she says, you know, I didn't forget the knife this time, Michael. You know, like oh, like she's aware of the commentary that she drops the knife in the first movie. Well, I don't know if <laughs> you know like this. she's been on Twitter. <laughs> well, if you don't, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Scott Team, so he wrote the last screenplay. Robert Town actually wrote the this one, and it ends with, uh, with uh, you know, I guess kind of like a, a cop comes over and puts a jacket over Laurie, and it's like, you know, forget Halloween's at, Halloween's over, you know, and, and then that's it's like a forget it's like it, a little Laura. play. It's Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, we got a trailer to break down, so let's start it up because we. Uh, yeah. 
you know, we can't be in Haddonfield too long. It's not Halloween yet. And the, the, the Halloween decorations aren't even up at CES. So the fact that we're talking about pumpkins right now, it's a little too early for my taste. August 5th, I always say, when, they, when, when, when Dimension Films decided it was fine to put this huge blockbuster return on August 5th in 1998, that was when we were appropriately able to celebrate Halloween. That, now, is, I know, a real, that is a real sticking point for you. It is. And you know what? It's, uh, I know a lot of people will argue, well, well, Mike, you do know that on July 11th uh, or July 12th, I can't remember, um, Dimension Films also released Halloween Resurrection, to which I say I have erased that memory in my head. So I'm not celebrating that. I'm going to erase that memory much like all of the sequels from the Halloween franchise leading up to Halloween. Halloween so the trailer. If you push right. play on YouTube, you we open over a neighborhood street on hey, Halloween. I got a question. I got a question right out the bat. All right. Was, when was the last time you saw a kid dressed as a pirate, like for Halloween? Oh, probably Ooh. for probably when Captain Jack Sparrow was uh, the, the great Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Problematic. What about Ian McShane? This isn't Jack Sparrow. This about Ian McShane's Blackbeard from Curse of Blackbeard? Like, why aren't um, there kids dressed as oh, the God. Stranger Things characters? Because that'd be too on the nose. They need to be dressed up like Silver Shamrock, uh, you know, characters to be more to make more Easter eggs and stuff. I'm surprised yeah. they're not dressed up like you know cast members from Halloween Five or Six or something like that. That you know, is at this my point. question, though. I I did I agree with you, Mike. I, I think it is kind of strange that all of their costumes do feel like they're from the Halloween Four film. You know, no, there doesn't feel any. None of the costumes feel like present day there are they're all really generic like devil or you know <laughs> pirate I mean, or you know like like and that's how it was in the in the halloween halloween kills i feel oh yeah i but, mean i i'm totally i will totally admit that i am nitpicking yeah oh absolutely, I, absolutely before i anybody you know hollers at me for being a killjoy I, I it's know fine I, it, it's fair it's bet i would say they're better costumes than um you know, Jules and uh, was it Vern from uh, Halloween Resurrection when the character Deckard uh, dresses up like Pulp Fiction characters. Um, Deckard. <laughs> and the great Halloween Resurrection, which just celebrated its 20th anniversary. 20 would, you years say, misery. would you say that that Deckard is second only to Harrison Ford's Deckard? Probably from second. I would say second. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a close call considering that, you know, I guess Deckard's one of, you know, Harrison Ford's greatest roles of all time. So, um, but we'll mm. see. All right. So we open on Neighborhood Street. Then we immediately cut to a point of view shot outside a nice quasi-Victorian house that has pumpkin lights strung along it. We go through the door, and then we fade into the stairwell, which then leads to the bedroom, to which Michael, or this Michael, opens the door and finds Lori in her 1978 attire, holding a pistol to him with a jack-o'-lantern blaring behind her. And she Did says, you notice that? Did Come you on, let's that? go. You noticed that, that she's wearing... The same oh, yeah. clothes from it's the, the it's the yeah, Jurassic said, I, World I, Dominion thing. The seventy eight. It. It's ridiculous. I, I mean, what, what what we live in this era now, where we need to like absolutely signal echoes to the point where yeah, the the fact that Laura Dern's wearing the same character, the, the same outfit in Jurassic World Dominion is so fucking ridiculous, and. The fact, I mean, does she, is, is this like a De Palma movie now? Is she like, is like Jamie Lee Curtis wearing like what she wore in 1978? So like trigger memories into Michael? To, you know, is this a psychosexual thing? Like what's going on here? Well, um, I, I have a thought on this opening. So well, I don't know if you know this, yeah. this, Mac, but this, this was an echo to, do you know what, 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 what scene? The first Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that's, now here's my thing. I think, I think that that point of view shot, isn't this scene where he goes in and 
sees Laurie. I think it's going to literally open up with point of view of Michael, we think, going upstairs, killing babysitter, mm. reveal is it's Cunningham. And it's going to be the same kind of reveal from the first one where the mask's taken off and it, and then it says Halloween ends or whatever. And then we go see Lori living with her daughter or her granddaughter, et cetera, et cetera. And that this house scene where, you know, she's already loaded and everything happens much later in the film, obviously. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's telling that they faded, you know, that it wasn't yes. just one shot the entire time. I think that's, I don't think that's for brevity. I think it was for exactly what you pointed out. Um, I also don't see Lori decorating for Halloween. I mean, maybe she's changed her mind. I just figured. Well, that's, yeah, that's why I think that. That's why I don't think it's her home. Yeah. I mean, now, I, hope... I don't know, though, Mike. They did say that she's, you know, cast these demons aside and has now embraced life. So maybe she's bringing Halloween back into her home. Well, well it would you be... know, my guess is that she's uh, up there doing the nasty because this is obviously a bedroom and she's got the jack lantern Uh-oh. sitting there on the. Uh, the fireplace on the mantle, and that seems to be a thing they do in Haddonfield because Bob and Linda mm-hmm. brought the jack o' lantern upstairs to their bedroom while they were, uh, you know, mm-hmm. doing the nasty. doing the thing, doing the thing. So fans already pointed this out, and this kind of ties into what you're discussing, Mike. Um, so she's wearing a wedding wing ring uh, when she's holding the gun. Do you think she's doing the the nasty with uh, Hawkins up there, or you know, do you think she's married to Hawkins? What what, what do you think's going on here? Have we think- met now? Ben- Hold up. She's okay. Go ahead, Matt. She's sorry. She's wearing, she's holding up her right hand with the ring finger, so it's not her left hand. So is is she wearing a wedding ring on her left hand? Yeah, that that would be the what she'd be wearing. Oh, is that that is it it on the left? Oh, it is it on the left. It should be on the left, I believe. I mean, it should be noted that I was married at one point, so I should know this. But uh, you know, (laughs) Mike, what you should do though is if you zoom in closely on Mm -hmm. the ring, you'll notice a rune. A oh, familiar no. Oh, God. Fucking shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, it's a ring uh, from the cult of Thorn. What? Oh, it, I thought you were going to say it was the gen crystal, and then we were going to see the wish message in the crystal. <laughs> it's the final. Well, they're like, they're like it, took, it took six movies, but we finally did the crossover that, we, that you've all been asking for. <laughs> now, now, we didn't have Michael or anyone from the Halloween franchise in Wishmaster, the film. And it was the only one we didn't do. So now we're, we're going full circle and we're bringing Wishmaster into the Halloween franchise. Who's making the wish, though? Grant, it's going to be Grant, Michael or Laurie. Michael. But then the whole thing is Wishmaster is just constantly frustrated because Michael can't speak. Okay. Well... Well, any uh, any other thoughts on on, on the wedding ring up being a, a thorn symbol or possibly related to the jinn? Uh, well, I'm, I'm leading looking to see. I don't know what her nationality is, but I'm looking to see if it's a colada ring. Are you guys familiar with the colada ring, Mm-mm. the Irish thing, which you know might? Tie I am. Yeah, I don't think it is, but yeah, I might like be. Like if you have the heart facing outwards, that means you're unattached. If the heart is facing inwards. That means you are attached with, oh. which, you know, drinking on the South side of Chicago was always a quick, you know, giveaway. You could check it out. You know, like, you know, if Mary Kate was seeing anybody, if she was seeing somebody, she would have the collateral ring. I don't think it's a collateral ring. Though. Yeah, it is her right hand. So I just looked and mm. it is a ring finger, but it's, uh, it is on her right hand. I'm, I will say now I love jack-o'-lanterns and I know the, the shapes, the, the jack-o'-lantern behind her looks almost identical to the one that's on, um, this the the balcony or the the porch 
for the Wallace house in the first one. So Ooh. it looks like maybe she went back to her Anchor Bay DVD, Lori, the character, and watched the original one and managed to you know, model well, it just like that. Much um, like best- we do on Halloween every year. I, you know, sometimes I'll get a pumpkin and I'll pull out my old Halloween DVD, throw it up and, and mirror it. You know, maybe she's trying to call the spirits out. Question yeah. for you guys. Have you ever had a jack-o'-lantern anywhere other than on your porch? Yeah, I keep it usually. I, I mean, last year I went all out. I had like six of them in a row in my living room. It in was your fucking, living room. Yeah, but then they Does get, it start to stink? Yes, because then they then then I real I noticed and I freaked out actually about this. They all seeped and I had them next to my rug. Unfortunately, my rug got uh it was untouched, but it was it, it, it got it was pretty gross. It like you could tell the wood was a little gross after it. So, uh fun. Yeah. What about you? Where do you do you always just put it on the porch? If I have one, I put it on the porch, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mac? You put them on your tables and stuff. Uh, yeah, because I don't. Ha- I haven't had a porch in a while. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you guys are apartment. I, I do now, so that'll be fun. But I, I usually have just put it on uh, a table inside or just underneath my TV or something. Or, you know, you can put those. You know, those little. What are the little packets that come in like jeans? Oh, you're telling clothing, me that. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you take that and you put it in the pumpkins, it'll last longer because it absorbs the moisture. Hmm. Uh, oh. and keeps it not as damp and so it doesn't go bad so quickly. What, what did um, I say? It's a Halloween tip for you. I was going to say, heads. one minute trailer, you're getting some fucking gold <laughs> like this. I mean, you didn't expect that. No. Well, anyway, uh, let's continue. Let's continue. Yes, because yes. All right, so from here, we go to a series of shots. The first is Lori being thrown across the kitchen by Michael. As the tar- title card says, this Halloween. Now, the score starts hitting here, and I texted everyone last night. I'm I'm I get little Halloween five vibes by this score, like the very minimal piano that's in that in that one, especially when like Jamie's in the laundry room or um, or it's like dun 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 dun. And now, granted, the theme plays nonstop throughout five, but this felt like a little more bare bones like that, and especially more bare bones than what we're used to getting from John Carpenter and Cody Carpenter and Daniel Davies scores, which is very muscular, very full. I'm wondering if we're gonna get maybe more bare bones score in this one. Uh, what do you all think? Nah. Nah. Okay. <laughs> um, it's possible they they strip it down and return to. But ha, ha, have we heard? Have we heard any of the music from? No, not yet. Yeah. It's possible they strip some things down, but um, I don't know. Halloween Kills was just like on overdrive, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like it. Why not just continue that, especially if you're trying to outdo the first one? But I, I it would be refreshing if it was stripped down. I would actually applaud that. But I, I wonder if know if we're gonna go that route. I wonder if Carpenter's getting like exhausted because he's had to do the fir- 2018's Halloween, then he does the kills, which is so much music. Then he had to do Firestarter this year, and then he's going to do this. I-, I I wonder if it's kind of like he's kind of stretched a little thin at this point. Three three movies in the last four years. Um, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot for Carpenter coming out uh, out of the gate there. It's it's taken him away from doing Lost Themes four at this point. So, um, anyway. Oh, because uh, bef- I wanted to go. Bef- I, I wanted. I wanted to go back one more time to that shot of Lori by the Jack Lantern. Because did you guys <laughs> notice that that's a reference to Goodfellas? Oh Lord, <laughs> is it in what way? It's which in turn is a reference to the Great Train Robbery, the final shot with Joe Pesci. Oh, where right. she gun. points at the gun and shoots at the screen. Yeah. 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 Oh wow, that's some uh, Scorsese's Dominion there. 
I would yeah. be disappointed if I did not. I would be remiss. Well, that, that was one of the, the first uh, first films ever made. Right, do we file that? Like in, which is, it's interesting since it's one of the first films ever made, since this is going to be one of the last Halloween pictures. Films of Halloween, yeah. This right. is true. This is true. Uh, <laughs> the sarcasm is dripping across the mic at this point. Um, but the cuts keep coming. And uh, these cuts are everyone screaming. It looks like Lori is first on the stairwell. Then there's a young woman. And then there's a shaggy-haired teen that looks slightly like Stranger Things and Prank Encounter star Gaten Matazero. He does, uh, doesn't he? Right? Then there's a hunk in what appears to be a sewer. Uh, Pennywise, anyone? Ooh. Um, that might that might be an alligator in there. There might be an alligator in there because uh, uh, I guess with alligators hu- only appear. Human human hand comes out and grabs his throat. Is it Killer Croc? I, it might be Killer Croc. Is, it, be a, great. is it the is it the DC crossover we've been waiting for? Well, you know, Warner Brothers is doing a lot of things these days, so who knows? You know, at this point, you know, I'll tell you what though, he might be better off getting grabbed by that hand because if the toxic waste. I was going to say through there that that could lead to some nasty, nasty trouble. Well, we already know that Scream's going to New York next month, next year, next year. Maybe Halloween is getting the jump on Scream and, and cop and emulating Jason takes Manhattan with the toxic oh. waste there. But uh, all right, we got one more Scream. It's uh, the pink haired woman uh, who's uh, Halloween or Michael Myers is right behind her. And then we get another title card, their saga. Now, maybe it's just me. <laughs> But it okay. looks like it looks like from from the the you know the series of cuts that we just got, it looks like Michael Myers is back. And uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you, but it, it seems like also that Haddonfield's in for another memorable night. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a bloodbath. So you any know, uh, any takes no, from this these series of cuts? Uh, the the I'm, I'm I've been crawling through this while we're doing it, and I have it freeze framed on the the redhead or the pink haired uh-huh. woman with the phone. And behind her is Michael standing in the door. And I actually kind of, and I got to say, I kind of like, I really like the look of the mask in this one because the hair on the left side is almost all frayed and gone. So it's just white. It's almost looks like a, like just the skull of, of the mask. That's cool. I kind of like that. I I think that's a cool new look for him. A little positive. I will say. I like this. Yeah, Uh, I I do like that. What you guys may not know is that red haired woman's character is actually named the cookie woman. Oh no! They're bringing the Cookie Woman back. Yeah, that, is the, that is the daughter. I <laughs> know. Uh, uh, my other takeaway from those clips, from those fast clips, Mike, is directly <laughs> after that. Well, we haven't gotten to, well, we haven't gotten to it, but I do think that the, directly after that, we get five or six clips from the prior films so, to clue people in that forgot that these films exist. That there was an original Halloween movie, and then they show some clips from Halloween you and then Halloween Kills as well. And we get this, and, and I have to say, I, I I started smiling when I saw Michael with that axe in front of the burning house again. Because oh, with the firefighter. Gotta right? remind folks of the firefighter fight, which is easily uh, one of the more entertaining parts of hey, the. Remember uh, how Halloween. much fun we had talking about that firefighter fight? Uh, and uh, we bring it back. That yeah. breakdown for the Halloween Kills trailer. Man, oh, those were Lord. some good times. You know, I got to say something about their saga. You know, I remember noticing this with, like, you know, when Twilight came out. Film marketers are really playing it fast and loose with the term saga I know. these days. I right? know. You know, like, I mean, Star Wars, say those original three, I think that qualifies. The Godfather films. 
you know, as a saga. There's probably a couple well, that I'm missing, but th- this is hard to call a saga, especially since you ignored everything yes! that happened in between. A hundred percent. And there's like multiple ones. So it's like, it should be plural unless, you know, there may, may, maybe <laughs> sagas. May, yeah. It should just be their sagas. And then they should have just gone through all of it. Like a flip book, you know, give me Paul Rudd, give me, you know, Bu star or Bo star, you know, give me all of them. Um, but anyway, we keep going and some more shots, cascades into Laura walking up concern. Andy Matichak's Allison is getting out of a car, also concerned. Uh, Hawkins is running up with the, the law. Michael's pinning the aforementioned pin, pink-haired girl. There's another teen that's pinned to the floor. Allison screams. Lori mugs the camera, and then we cut. Now, given the reactions that these principal characters are still surprised that this is happening, um, I feel like they're going to really lean on the four years here, that, that nothing has happened, that chaos is raining again i guess my question is i don't know like it's it's it seems like four years is still a little too short of a time to forget i don't know the insane bloodbath that happened in halloween kills mike i'm gonna tell you why that happened and it's because of covid oh yes that's true yeah that is exactly how it's gonna play in yeah i I, although wouldn't have made more sense to have done like, if you're going to do COVID at all, wouldn't it have actually been scarier to have a thing where the pandemic's happening and you can't go outside and you're stuck in your homes? Like, I, I just feel like that would have right. been more Right, and, like, there's nobody on the streets, right? No. That's kind of a cool That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, but then you, you have to run into the issue of, like, you're using this global pandemic to as a device yeah. to tell this dumb story. <laughs> but a horror ex- movie. The, the, it's not, the you're ex- not saying anything but with it, but you're the, like trivializing COVID and the things that people had to go through. Well, this film, I agree. This, I think that's a good, yeah. I think it's a better idea, but I just this don't think. This film series has been trivializing, trivializing <laughs> everything from trauma to mob mentality since, yeah. since its onset. So what the hell? Now you're pulling your punches? Get the fuck out. Well, no, let's not forget, say, uh, Halloween uh, uh, Kills predicted a lot of the political events that happened in 2020, despite being released in 2021. Uh, right. So, yeah. Well, especially um, when the mob of people mistook the... Never mind. I don't even all right. Know. Yeah, well... I, I guess at, at the 53-54 second mark, you see Michael quickly stabbing what I believe is a pillow because you see feathers coming out. Yeah. And that is a nod to the movie that does not exist anymore. That's Halloween 2 yep. with the hospital bed fake out. Yeah. With a now, you know, all right. Whether it be conscious or now unconscious, I, they 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 walked into that one as well. They did. I, yeah. I tell you right now, there is nothing more badass than when they reference Die Hard. All right, he says. All right. Well, wait, 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 wait. I got to close things out. I to hold that thought. Okay. We get more. We get more. Lori versus Michael, the horror equivalent to Liu Kang and Shao Kahn, as she says, "Say the line." Come and get me, motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. So badass. Badass. It's, it's so badass. And it's also already a favorite amongst horror Twitter. So, um, you know, th- th- this is a franchise that just gives everyone what they want. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm sitting here with a bowl ready for the candy. So we're back in the kitchen again. We're battling. And to tear a page from Halloween Legends entry, H2O 20 years later, the garbage disposal is once again involved to have the two fight to avoid, avoid losing their hand in some home appliance. So, Mike, you, I, that's, I think this is a testament to the originality of this series <laughs> in, in using the garbage disposal bit. Uh, because you mentioned Halloween H2O, but I'd also like to bring up a handful of other great garbage disposal moments 
Please do. In film history. Please do. Uh, Waxwork 2. Mm. They take the... Uh, Is that the one with uh, Zach uh, from... Zach Gallagher, but Deborah Foreman didn't come back. Okay. So they throw the... Uh, Sarah throws the severed hand into the garbage disposal. Uh, we have the uh, bug coming out in Phantasm. Another mm. great garbage disposal Yeah, gag. that's a great scene. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Amityville 4, The Possession, with uh, longtime crush, Patty Duke. That's actually a really brutal one. That's a really brutal one for a made-for-TV movie, I will mm-hmm. say. But the best one has to be in... Well, actually, oh, I forgot. Uh, I, Body Bags, I. There's a pretty nasty one there mm-hmm. with Mark Hamill with a hand coming out of the garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. But the best one, of course, is Rolling Thunder when they put William Devane's hand into the garbage disposal and then he replaces it with a hook. Oof. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, that was a great rundown. And it's clear to me that, um, you know, Halloween ends is uh, originality, I, 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 just bleeding out of the veins. So, um, yeah. So basically, <laughs> a spoiler alert, by the way, Laurie headbutts Michael, grabs a knife and stabs in the hand. So, you know. No, I wanted to say. We have to, that, Mac, Mac, we have to go back to Mac on this one. Yeah. No, I, I, I freeze frame that because mm-hmm. I want, I was trying to get a little bit more uh, detail and it looks like he, Michael is now missing his ring and pinky finger. Uh, he, he has three fingers on his left hand now at this yeah. point in the film. Uh, I don't know what that says. Maybe his hand gets put in the garbage disposal before that. I don't or know. May, is it? Is it? Doesn't he? Does he lose his fingers in Halloween Kills? Like, did they? Did they shoot oh, it off or something? You know, I can't it, it's possible. I. I I'll Mac. have to rewatch Halloween. I, I know. We're, no, we're Dan, just, Dan, we're here. He could tell. I know. Us. He could tell us easily. <laughs> Mac, I apologize. I didn't realize he was missing his fingers. I thought he was giving Laurie the finger. Mm. Oh, that's well, even, would that be would be great. Wouldn't it be great if that was what was happening? But no, I think he's actually missing those fingers. Unless, they could be rolled up under his hand, but I think that he's missing those fingers now at this point. Right. Well, but I was trying to look at the hand to see if the mark of thorn was present. <laughs> I just per- perhaps it's it. a it mark mark of the uh, the eye of. Um... <laughs> I'm not going to go to King's Dominion there with uh, it's like he lost him for the lobstrosities. But uh, oh. anyway, so to round this out. I want to read some quotes and we're going to talk about them in context to what everything we've just seen in the, again, minute of footage that we had. So Nick Castle, if you remember, OG Mike Myers, uh, also appeared uh, heavily throughout this uh, new series. I, I use heavily mm-hmm. with quotes. Uh, recently noted that Halloween Ends will be a quote unquote surprising conclusion to DGG's trilogy. While makeup effects artist Chris Nilsson similarly teased that the third installment in the trilogy is, quote, weird and, quote, different. And John Carpenter, the master of horror himself, uh, similarly called the new movie a, quote, departure in a recent interview. Do we get any of those quotes, do you feel, from this trailer? No, but, and I think... When I watched the trailer, I genuinely was like, this looks, this looks exactly like the first Halloween, the first ha- Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This looks a lot more like the first Is there anything like in this trailer one? that looks, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and in a way, I'm like, okay, that's, that's good. Because somehow that film's better than Halloween Kills. I, I don't know. Anyways. But it's like do picking... I think it's a, the only thing that the, the, the the problem is, is what we have heard behind the scenes 
I, I agree with those quotes. I do not think that this trailer indicates that at all. And that's probably because they're trying to keep that under wraps, obviously. Yeah. But I think it does it does speak to what we have heard. I, I think would that agree. It is quite a departure. Yeah. Um, for better or worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I don't think that the trailer says that at all. What do about you? you? This, do you think this is the kind of trailer, though? That, oh, sorry. But yeah, come back to me after. Mike. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What do you think? Well, I, th- I think my issue with the trailer and knowing what we know from our sources is that and then for, you know, the what do I say? The synopsis and the press release to say, oh, it's going to be surprising. It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. You don't give us any hint of that. And I agree with Mac that it's keeping it under wraps, but I don't think it's keeping under wraps because they want to surprise audiences so much as they're afraid audiences will, the backlash will be immediate and people will be upset about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a tough, you know, look, I don't like what they've been doing with the franchise, but it's a hell of a swing. I don't think it's going to land. I can applaud the swing maybe, but even then I don't, I did, I don't like the idea of the swing. I think there's better swings. Uh, that could, you know, once we, if if you're gonna be that weird yeah. in your final installment, take the big swing. Yeah, I agree. And now let me let me ask you all this about the trailer. If you if you've been waiting since Halloween Kills and you're a big fan of Halloween Kills and Halloween, and you've been waiting for this trailer, does this trailer deliver on, as a teaser to get you excited for Halloween ends, or does this? Because for me, this really just felt like an alternate trailer to Halo Green. Like yeah. it just did it didn't feel like they're showing anything yeah. new except for new cast members screaming. They didn't really give us any kind of new things happening. At least in the Halloween kills, we had the firefighter yeah. tease. You know, and like, and that was, so they've never done Halloween that before. Is a, or yeah, and they've never done that before. Movie. And I was like, okay, so they're doing some new things, even whether you like it or not. There's at least something like, oh, I can't wait for this scene. But if it's simply Michael fighting Laurie again, which we've seen already, uh, at, 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 at a long scene <laughs> in the first one, does this deliver for, 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 for the fans as a teaser, as a good teaser? I don't think it does. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems same old, same old to me. I mean, that's what I said with the Terminator Genesis remark. It's just how many times are we going to see the kitchen fight? I mean, they literally fight in the kitchen in Hall, Hall Green. Like, I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, it just, I don't know. For me, it's just, I, I think we're also at an era and we're starting to get to an era, at least with IP, where they don't really need to release much. I mean, think about, I think about like Thor Love and Thunder. Like the trailer for that was released pretty close to its release date, you know? And even with the same thing with like something like Stranger Things, like the trailer was only released like two months before that movie, the, before that series dropped. I, I just think we don't really need it anymore. And I think that's a smart approach. Like if we did that more often, that'd be awesome. I you would dial back to maybe the nineties when you'd kind of get more of teaser tra- trailers and then that would be, that would be it. And then you could maybe watch the trailer if you wanted to like a month ahead of, or, you know, a couple weeks before the movie came out. But I, I I'd like to think the optimistic side of me says, yeah, maybe that's what we're dialing back to. The cynical side of me and the more realistic side to me says, oh, they're still really kind of chopping this movie and they don't want to put too much in the, in the trailer. And I think that they had a little bit more conviction with Halloween Kills because A, they didn't have the reactions to Halloween Kills yet. And then B, it was a year after it was supposed to come out. So they had so much time to sit there with it 
and kind of put together a trailer. And now, I mean, if you think about it, this has come together pretty fast. You know, like they they filmed this, Mm -hmm. you know, sometime last year, like earlier this year even. And it's on a very tight deadline. So the fact that we're getting anything, I guess, is kind of interesting. But um, I don't know. It doesn't get my hype up. But I will say, as I always say, is that you know going back to this world going back to a halloween movie i'm always excited i mean that's the luxury this franchise has you know yeah yeah you know you were saying earlier at the very beginning of the episode you know if we were excited about what halloween ending um kind of not you know even though i don't love this new run of films god it's so fun to do this every october it's so fun to dissect it it's so fun to go see it argue with the fans you know i mean because to me it's good natured i mean it might not come off that way but like everybody has a favorite i mean hell we love halloween six for god's sake and yeah. i don't know anybody else that does really uh, you know everybody has their favorites and you know i'll rib people i'm not going to say you know it's it's personally not i don't like this new franchise this new these last two movies and this probably this new one well there's a lot of halloween movies i didn't like you know there's a lot of horror movies i don't like but it's kind of, to me, it's like becoming James Bond, right? Like, okay, well, the next run of Halloween movies might be good. <laughs> so these don't have to be what I want them to be, whatever. It's got its fan base. Okay. But in terms of of looking forward to it ending, nah, not really. I, I mean, I understand they have to frame the film like this because it's the end of this particular trilogy. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it's the end for Jamie, for Laurie Strode to come back. Um, okay. But I, you know, we all know Michael's coming back yeah. eventually in another reimagining or whatever it is. And that gets me excited to see that, okay, this is finally done. It didn't do it for me. It's it's going to be over. If the fans of it will have their day in October. And then we can start getting excited about the next version, whatever it may be. Because, um, you know, I, I just remain optimistic that yeah. eventually someone will reimagine this that'll be totally not part of this universe anymore and just be a fresh take on it and then we can't be c- comparing it because it's not going to quite be the same but at least because all you have to have is the mask <laughs> and the story that this person's killing people in this little town I know. That's why that's all you have to that's all you have to bring over to the next version. Look, just give the money to Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski that you want to look up the best idea, go on there. Uh, our, our buddy, um, you know, a buddy disgusting, Jason Jenkins did this amazing piece uh last year about their reboot idea. That's my that's where I want this franchise to go to. And I agree, Mac. If they can close it out and they can get to a different direction, awesome. Uh Vanderbilt, where's I your hype right now? Where's your hype on this? I appreciate both of your optimism. I really do. (laughs) I mean, you know what? You were talking about, Mac, you were talking about how exciting it is to do it every year. Uh, There's a group of friends I have. My buddy Chris Castaneda, Halloween is listener, Cheap Tracks co-host. Him and his brother and his cousin get together for every Halloween movie and then get a pizza, and now they bring it to Rock Island Public House, and we have a pizza and we talk about it afterwards, usually making fun of it. Yeah. But there is something exciting about all of that it's how i used to feel about when a star wars movie mm-hmm. would come out yeah i mean and i say the baseline thing that that we can pull from halloween ends is the excitement of halloween's on the way 
and we can get revved up for it. And whether we're going to like this movie or not, it doesn't matter. It just, it just means that we can start getting the Halloween spirit as of today, now that we have the trailer to usher in the Halloween season in July. And honestly, this is where I start watching horror films and really, yeah. really, really diving again and picking back up some steam and really getting into the spirit. Um, you know, I know some people are nonstop Halloween from Halloween to Halloween. God bless those folks. I, I sometimes I need this to move away and, and, you know, watch pride and prejudice or something, <laughs> but, uh, but I do like that. We've got this trailer. I think we're going to start seeing some other properties, you know, some other things, you know, some other horror films being built up and coming out we're, we're seeing Nope this week. Uh, I, I, I feel like we're going to start picking up steam and, and I always love that time of season. So uh, I'll, I'll take it. I, Hey, look, you can't put better than that. So uh, that's the deal. We're going to find out where we officially land on Halloween ends. Uh, when we all put the franchise to bed on October 14th, 2022, uh, until then, though, we've got a few more outings in the woods as we finish sawing through the Evil Dead franchise. We've got our coverage on Ash vs. Evil Dead hitting your feed on Monday. And then next month, we're going to be tackling the 2013 remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. Fetty Alvarez's uh, glorious uh, reimagining. And then, who the fuck knows? Because we don't know when the hell Ash, or we don't know when Evil Dead Rises was to come out. So, um, we don't know oh, what's going to happen yet for September, so TBD, but uh, we do know that we will be back in Haddonfield come October. We're going to have plenty of Halloween treats, the likes of which is going to include probably another watch-along, probably another mailbag episode, probably more rankings, and most certainly our complete thoughts on Halloween ends. Until then, be sure to lock your doors, bolt your windows, and put out the lights. Come and get me, motherfucker. This is the end of our show. For now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. 
Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 